You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back six <laughs> Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. We got a great show lined up for you this morning. Glad that you are up and Adam with us on this beautiful hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Inviting you to join in on everything we got going on. I want to remind you that you can absolutely be a part of the conversation at Martin Houston uh, Live on Facebook and uh, call and be a part of the program also on the uh Twitter, I mean, you can't call on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter as well. So go ahead and get in on that conversation. We uh, got a lot to get to this morning. I mean, we're going to be dealing with uh, Deal No Deal here in just a moment. Deal No Deal in just a moment. So, And then we'll have conversation regarding Jalen Hurts potentially, college football playoff controversy, is Landon Dickerson? He got recognized by PFF uh, the, the as the most valuable player, offensive lineman. Nick Saban talking about the perfect season. Uh, Alabama potentially um, going undefeated for only the second time in the Nick Saban era in the regular season. Of course, if they go undefeated in the regular season. Will they have to go undefeated for the entire year to win it all? So that's a question uh, that we're asking as well. So let's get into the conversation before we do it. I got to always I always do it, and sometimes I almost forget, but forget that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, and you decide today that you're going to be the difference uh, you want to see in the world, and then you make that happen. Once again, you're listening to the Martin Houston Show, and this is Mr. Joe Gaither, our producer and brand manager. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin. How about yourself? Ah, uh, man, I can't complain. Hump Day edition. 
uh, and we are um, having an opportunity to be a light and a witness and and get to man. Think about I get to start every day off talking to Alabama football. Right now, that it doesn't get much better than that if you're in the sports world. Yeah, you could be talking about a whole lot worse teams like uh, <laughs> Vandy or I guess uh, the Jets or somebody really bad like that, or not talking at all. All right, absolutely. Well, we're gonna do deal or no deal, and I got three uh, three football questions for you this morning, and I want to start kind of pretty broad with deal or no deal, Martin Houston. This is the best Alabama offense you have ever seen with your own two eyes. Um. Yes, <laughs> uh, and and it's not that that you potentially have we had more talent in one of uh, the the different segments. Have we had a more talented offensive line? Possibly. Have we had a more talented quarterback? Possibly. Have we had a more talented wide receiver? Maybe. And and when I say best, because people have heard me say that Devontae Smith is the best wide receiver. Best and most talented to me are two different things. Uh, have we had a more talented running back? Maybe. But I don't think we've ever had <laughs> as talented uh, at every position. Um, you, you're talking about one, two, or three virtually in all of those units, uh, with the exception perhaps of tight end and with the emergence of Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end is becoming as much of a weapon uh, as we've had, especially under the Nick Saban era. But when you when you look at the national, not, forget SEC, when you look at the national rankings, Joe, of offensive line, quarterback, um, wide receiver, and running backs, I don't know that any team has ever had um, – that many people rank that high uh, and, and as consistent as Alabama's have. So uh, I would have to say deal without a doubt. I think that, uh, that there's certainly a good argument to be, to be made for that. Uh, Martin, yeah. on uh, kind of taking a spin, taking another look at one of our rivals, Tennessee. I know uh, Jeremy Pruitt is our guy, being an Alabama, uh, being a former Alabama coach, and won some national championships here. But I have heard rumors that he might be out this year, and Hugh Freeze might be eyeing that Tennessee job. Deal or no deal, Hugh Freeze at Tennessee would be a scary proposition for Alabama fans. Um, initially, probably not, but, uh, I, I would say that, uh, Hugh Freeze, um, now I always kind of put an asterisk on what he did at, um, Ole Miss because some of the recruiting questions, but as far as getting players to play, um, I, I think Hugh Freeze, uh, knows what he's doing. Uh, Joe, and then then he backed it up at Liberty. He, I mean, what he's done at Liberty uh, is is pretty amazing, and and shows his coaching um, mantle and and his coaching ability. And Joe, I, I'll ask you this question. I I would say down the road, do I think a Hugh Freeze potentially could get Tennessee back relevant, much like um, Mullins has done at Florida? Uh, I would say yes. Um, 
how much of a threat it is year in and year out, I don't know, but they definitely would be a much more interesting game. Let me flip a question back on you on Hugh Free. What do you think? Because, I, you know, some people say, well, it was just because he cheated in recruiting, and I don't think that. Uh, what do you think makes Hugh Free such a, a, a good coach? I think it's because he tailors his uh, his systems to – he looks and sees what he's got as far as his players, and he makes his system kind of work around that. Obviously, he likes that high-tempo uh, offense, spread them out offense, but I also think he's pretty flexible. If he doesn't have uh, certain weapons where – I think he's uh, pretty flexible in adjusting his offensive scheme to fit his personnel. And I, I would agree with you there, and I think that comes from – his high school days. So, yes, for sure. You, you know what I mean? Like, like that's why I, you know, like I think that's why sometimes Gus is really good when he's willing to do that. And I think he's really bad when he doesn't, when he tries to, when he tries to force a square peg into a round hole. Uh, but Hugh Freeze seems to always be willing to modify. And I think all of the, that, that's an advantage. High school coaches have to do that every year, you know, they, they don't have the luxury. Some do, but a lot of them don't have the luxury of being able to get everybody they need at every position. So year in and year out, they have to figure out, okay, what makes my team uh, operate the best? And Hugh Freeze seems to be amongst that Chad Marsh, Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze, high school coaches transitioning. He seems to be the one that is the best overall uh, X's and O guy as well as the best overall guy who's willing to make those changes yeah i think that uh, him at tennessee not like you said not right off the bat but could be uh an interesting pro an interesting uh development in our rivalry yeah i mean follow up on that even uh, joe as we're talking um is tennessee finally you know like georgia finally was willing to spend some money when kirby got over there Florida is spending a little bit of money. Now that Mullins is there, will Tennessee finally open the checkbook and 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 give the coach all the resources that he needs um, to to compete against the 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 higher ups? No, I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee has an administrative problem. I think that Jeremy Pruitt yep. is a pretty good coach, and I think that he could uh, actually take Tennessee to the places that they want to go. But I think that they've got administration and boosters and just too many cooks in that kitchen trying to be uh, trying to be in charge, and I think that slows down their progress. And I don't think it matters if it's going to be uh, Jeremy Pruitt, Hugh Freeze. Or anyone else, I think that problem still still going to plague the program until uh, I guess until Phil Fulmer puts his foot down and gets rid of that and, and allows a coach to coach and run their own program. Yeah, and the question is how desperate and how far do they have to fall before they get to that point? It took Alabama a little while, um, <laughs> and, and, and it took a really strong coach uh, uh, to get the ship right. And I think that's what it's going to take at Tennessee. I toss it back to you for. Uh, another question. The last one here, we're going to look at our uh, opponent this weekend for Arkansas. Deal or no deal, you know, Martin, Arkansas hadn't won an SEC game since, I believe, the middle of 2018 before Coach Pittman got there this year. Deal or no deal, Sam Pittman deserves SEC Coach of the Year. If I'm looking at what was expected out of Arkansas, uh, and they're not by any stretch of the imagination a great team. Um, but not only were they not winning games, Joe, 
they weren't even in games. That, that, that was a W going, you know what I mean, for two-plus years, almost, uh, you know, I think it was two years, 20-something games, something like that, that they did not win an SEC game. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we thought the first win was a fluke, and then it was like, okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, just maybe there's a little bit more to it than than what we thought. Um, but anyway, I, I would say that he is definitely um, – Saban, Saban doesn't get it because his team is expected to be there, and there's no one else that I would even consider this year uh, for that award with perhaps other than if Jimbo finishes out in uh, the guy that if me saying that I feel like I got a little throw up in my mouth. I'm not a big Jimbo fan, but um, Jimbo is one of those guys who I think finally got it right at Texas A&M uh, in this season. But I would give a deal to Sam. What about you? Yeah, I think that uh, exactly what you said. Based off the expectations and and how how far away Arkansas was, I think they've won three three games now. Three, I think they're uh, mm-hmm. three and five for the season. Uh, three and six yep. for the season. Uh, I, I I think that he's done a fine job there. Uh, he's, he's Felipe Franks has turned into probably he's the third best quarterback in the league this year. Uh, I, I think he's done a fine job. I, and, and you never, unfortunately, you're not going to give it to Coach Saban just because that's the way. Yep. It, it's kind of like LeBron James doesn't win in the MVP every year. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. They probably should win it. Coach Saban probably should win it. But the voters and you know the, the way that kind of goes is they're looking for somebody a new flavor to give it to. Yeah, and the other part with uh, did you see the Missouri Arkansas game last week? Uh, no, I, I, I was it, busy. Yeah, yeah. The, the the backup quarterback Jefferson. I mean, that tells me that the program is is moving in the right way. Their backup quarterback came in and led the team to forty plus points because uh, Felipe was hurt. Um, and they had the lead uh, with 40-something seconds against Missouri, couldn't hold on. Uh, Missouri has a, um, you know, a, a goal mine and a freshman kicker. Uh, he's They call him Baby, uh, what was it, Baby Janikowski. Uh, and, and that probably gave you an image of what he looks like. He's kind of, as they said, how did they say it on TV? Porkly. <laughs> so he's a <laughs> now, big kid. Now, now I think Eli uh, Drinkwitz and, could be considered to, for that Coach of the Year job also, or Coach of the Year award also. Who is that, Missouri? Yes. Yeah, I, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's done a really good job as well. And I think he's going to be a good fit over at uh, Missouri. Uh, I, I like coaches like that, uh, Joe, because they they kind of came up through the ranks, but they also smaller program where they didn't have everything, so they had to adjust. They had to learn to look at their players. And I'm not knocking the guys. If I was a coach and I could recruit at the level of Alabama and Georgia and and Florida, I would. But it also uh, guys like uh, uh, the um, Hugh Freezes of the world, man, they end up learning how to truly develop players. And I think that's going to help a guy that you know that we're going to be playing in a couple of weeks. I think Dan Mullins over at Mississippi State learned how to do that. And if he can bring that development process to Florida, and it looks like he has at least with the quarterback, but he's done that with every quarterback, then you, you're talking about a guy that could really be a dangerous you know, opposition as he continues to get his program in place if he develops the four and five stars 
the way he did to two and three and four stars over at Mississippi State. All right, we got a couple people probably going to we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll see. I know I got one deal-no-deal deal extension question uh, from uh, C.J. Watson, so we'll get that on the other side of the break. If you have a deal-no-deal deal question you'd like to get in on the conversation, we have Pat on the line as well, and we'll get that conversation. You can 205-342-9904. Go ahead and give us a call. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns at Nissan Traffic Center, traffic pretty quiet around town with no active wrecks or delays. But of course, as we go through the day, if you see conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Now's the time for holiday savings at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. Extra incentives and rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. A nice warm-up today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 63. For tonight, mostly clear with the low at 42. And for tomorrow and Friday, the weather stays dry. Lots of sunshine both days. The warming trend continues. The high tomorrow 67, Friday's high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Hello, I'm Martin Houston, and I'm so excited about this time of the year because it represents not just football, but the season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On behalf of Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and invite you to join Harvest Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where we're creating and enabling faithful followers of Christ. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Martin Houston Show and Harvest Church. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We do have a couple calls. We have a couple comments we want to get to as well. Curtis Moore said uh, you'll get a kick out of this based on your question, Joe. Curtis Moore, the second, said they should change the title to the most improved coach instead of the coach of the year because Saban should get it every year to be realistic that's, uh, that's an interesting take on it and actually they should have probably both of those awards um because there are coaches who make drastic improvements uh and uh in their programs and, and sam Pittman has probably done that as much as anyone uh but drinko has also done that at missouri also here's a quick deal no deal from cj watson let's get his question in here as well he has a deal no deal question and it is uh, last night on Alabama Tradition. Curtis Moore said something last night on Alabama Tradition about matching an offer to Sark for his next job offer, which leads to the question, will Sark be Alabama's next head coach after look we got at him running the program during the bowl week? Joe, I'm going to let you answer that first. Will Sark be Alabama's next head coach 
and how you feel about that? I think that we'd be pretty comfortable if he was the next head coach. Uh, he pretty he showed out pretty well uh, against the Auburn against Auburn Tigers. I was asking the, pretty much my interns were saying the same thing uh, over the weekend, and I said, "Are you sure it's 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 Steve Sarkeesian? You, th- you really think that's the next guy?" Uh, and, and most of them were all on board with it. And w- what has he done? I, I think he's gone through the, the Coach Saban rehab clinic, and now he's been the offensive coordinator now in two years, and. Hopefully we can keep him a third year. I I, I kind of doubt it, but hopefully we can keep him a third year. I would like to, uh, I, I, you know, Dabo's going to turn you down. You're going to go. You're going to go ask Dabo first, but he'll turn. He'll he'll more than likely turn you down. And then after that, you're looking at a bunch of guys kind of in the same class. You've got Sark. You've got Jeremy Pruitt, Mario Cristobal. There's there, there's a lot of guys that are kind of similar. And I think that uh, it kind of just depends on where Sark is. But if he's at a place where he's at, say, a lesser school or a lesser job, then I definitely think that he would uh, give serious consideration to it. And I think that he would make for a great head coach. And I think one of the things that would be interesting to see is if he'll take a job somewhere else on the um, West East Coast. If he's if he takes his next job and he stays on this side of the country, I think that increases the likelihood uh, of that even being an option. If he heads back to the West Coast, then I think you know he's probably going to be taking himself out of it because he's getting back home. Uh, if that if that makes sense, if he, he gets back out on that West Coast. Um, but as you said, he's done everything. The question is. Uh, are the Alabama folk ready for that? <laughs> Are they ready for that that type of um, uh, transition? I, I say that Sark could do a good job. Uh, he's shown that he's a quality head coach and he knows how to run a program. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess a better question is, would Alabama, how much is Alabama going to be willing to pay Sark next year? So that that's going to be the question. Will we match match the suitors if it's uh, one of these uh, Tennessee's or South Carolina's? How much are we willing? Are we willing to make him the highest paid offensive coordinator uh, in the country and highest paid assistant coach in the country like Clemson has done with Venables up at, uh, at, at Clemson? Because Sark teams as the OC have averaged – Third, scored 35 or more points in every single game he's called as the OC at Alabama on stint number two. So uh, enough said. Pat, thanks for your patience. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Uh, first off, uh, if Bama uh, – now listen, listen to me now. If Bama beats Arkansas, covers the spread against Arkansas – Hey, the style point thing comes into play. If Bama does that, Bama's in like Flynn, no matter – I mean, they're going to have to play Florida within reason. Um, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But if Alabama was to lose to Florida and they have – when you go by the style points that Alabama has put on everybody they've played this year, Bama is in, deal or no deal. I would say deal. Uh, I think Alabama wins this weekend, barring some type of catastrophe. Uh, hopefully they don't lose. I would love for Nick Saban to get an undefeated season uh, again, Alabama to get one of those. 
but I would say, barring some type of catastrophe, I don't see them dropping a number one Alabama out um, if they kept Clemson in um, after their loss. But Clemson did have a different reason for losing. Uh, what will be interesting is if Alabama and Notre Dame loses, uh, what will they do? Will they okay. just drop Clemson and just drop Alabama or one of those fall? Uh, I mean, uh, Notre Dame, or they both stay in? So, eh. Okay. <laughs> I, and, I, and, and, and deal no deal, I just soon have your uh, uh, slash guy, David Palmer, as any receiver we have on this team. That, uh, and because he was so capable of doing everything else, including the put returns, the kickoff returns, the oh, hey, the the wildcat quarterback, whatever it was, David could do it. Martin, that uh, I mean, hey, he was as special as they come. Now he may not be in a straight line fast as oh, what oh, Devontae is. But my goodness, I've never saw anybody catch him when he got an open field. Yeah, he was fast enough. How fast was he? Fast enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah David we'll Palmer. Fast enough. David Palmer would be a an elite player in today's game, Pat. So uh, I would not argue, and I don't think anybody that saw David Palmer play uh, wouldn't think that David Palmer would be even better in today's game than he was in the era he played, uh, just because of the way the game is played. With all the and, and, and all fairness to like Jay, that. hey, Jay was, you know, Jay was a little more than a game manager, bless his heart. But, hey, hey, if he had somebody to distribute the ball to him the way and the hitting the long ball the way that, oh, hey, Mac is doing, oh, my goodness. It's not just, it's not just, I mean, Mac is playing at a high level, but it's not just David not having it. Uh, David played in an era when, when you know, 22 to 25 passes was a heavy passing game, Pat. Yeah, uh, exactly. The other exactly day, I think Trash Cat 49 passes the other day. So, okay. you know, I, the, and, these guys, some of these guys are doubling t- two and a half percent, uh, two and a half times what some of the quarterbacks in our era did. And that's just a, but the running backs, on the other hand, um, or, or not getting those same things. That's why. That's why uh, what Najee is doing on this team is so impressive. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But, but any this, other year, this Najee team... Harris would be uh, in the conversation. Najee Harris is having as good a year as any Heisman Trophy winning court, uh, running back we've had. He just happens to be on a team that has two other Heisman Trophy worthy candidates. Hey Pat, I got to go. I have to get to Robert. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, let's get to Robert. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, is this the best offense Nick Saban's ever had? Like, like you said, because of the offensive line. That it makes the, the, all the difference in the world, the offensive line. If if you know if other teams had this offensive line, especially Tua or somebody else, then I'd say no, because Tua had more, talent, more people around him. A lot more talent around him, which also begs. I think somebody brought this up too with uh, Mac Jones and the Tua argument. But Tua had uh, Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, now uh, 
Mac Jones just has, you know, Devontae. I mean, I mean, Mitch is good, but he was he's not quite made those guys level yet. So that's another argument for Mac Jones. Uh, he also uh, Pat mentioned that if you know Alabama needs style points in this game against Arkansas, I don't think so. You know, not, not to cover the thirty-two point spread. They don't look need to look like you know uh, like uh, Texas A&M did against LSU. <laughs> they don't need to be looked that right. bad. But they don't have to be, you know, beat uh, Arkansas like they beat LSU, and they don't need style points at this point. They, if they, they just, you know, because people, everybody understand, they're just playing to get out of this game without anybody seriously getting hurt. <laughs> We're gonna win. Okay. We just don't want a serious injury. Our whole effort is not gonna be put in this game as it was in LSU last weekend. And uh, going back to the uh, Ohio State in the playoffs for a second. Again, like you said earlier, if Alabama wins or loses and Florida wins and Clemson beats Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, even Herb Street has admitted that Ohio State shouldn't be allowed in. If you get him to admit that, okay, you okay, you accomplished something. Even he admits right. Ohio State can't get in under those conditions because they just won't have enough on the resume. And it seems like special treatment always seems to be given to Ohio State. So this isn't the first time. Like I said a, a couple last week, they were the first team to get into the playoffs without winning their conference championship. Yeah. Uh, when Alabama was up was up against that threat, when Ole Miss beat us, it was always, well, Alabama can't get in unless they win the conference championship. The Alabama needs Ole Miss to lose twice the year, for the year of the prior year. But when it was Ohio State and Penn State beat them, all of a sudden they stopped talking about conference champions. And, of course, Ohio <laughs> State got both rates. <laughs> In, the, in, the, in that champion the game against Clemson. Then the other time when you let him in, Ohio, they got, uh, what was Oklahoma uh, knocked them out? Or somebody, yeah. somebody else knocked them out? So Ohio mm-hmm. State keeps getting this exceptional treatment. Now, you mentioned uh, yesterday on with uh, with Ryan, and you're totally right. If it was, I, if it was who's the second team? Indiana? That they're the next team? Or, it, uh, Iowa, Iowa is, I think, the number two ranked. I mean, the second highest ranked. Uh, let me get to it real quick. I think they're number eight uh, as far as, yeah, for Iowa. No, Iowa State is now number seven. Uh, well, Iowa State's a big 12, so no, I'm sorry. I, I get them. Let's see. Ohio State. Indiana, Indiana and then, uh, and then Iowa are the next two teams. Do what oh, now? Uh, in the- yeah, if it was Indiana, like you said, or somebody other than Ohio State in the same situation, the committee wouldn't give them a second thought about it. No, they, they would absolutely – the Big Ten would have nobody in at that point. Same record, 5-0, and same competition, but it, because it's, it wouldn't be Ohio State, they wouldn't give them a second thought about it. So like you said yesterday, don't talk to us about body of work and strength of schedule anymore. Uh, I mean, okay, you, you, you're saying you're throwing that out the window now, or you're just going to do it for COVID year. And next year, you're going to be beating Alabama over the head if, if this our schedule isn't all that strong, like you all think it ought to be. Right. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they make an exception, uh, or if they let them schedule another game, if they don't have them play in the conference. I mean, if they allow them to play in the conference championship game, then they are allowing teams – I mean, there's other teams who are being punished uh, – for doing doing the right thing, I know Alabama fans. We were like, LSU should be punished, not Alabama. Uh, but of course, we ended up making up that game. Ohio State doesn't look like they're going to be able to make up those games 
unless they make unless they force Michigan to play them the week of the uh, well, they still wouldn't get there, would they? No, that, I mean it's it, the the key is will they make the exception uh, and uh, allow Ohio State in? And here's the question. Uh, and I have to get the break after this, Joe, uh, uh, Robert, but, and, and you can comment on it quickly, but will money, uh, will money make the difference? Because all of these teams need that Big Ten money. I mean, the uh, CFB, with the way they split the money, they all need it. So will the other athletic directors say, I, I'd rather at least have Ohio State in since none of us are going to get in. Uh, we'll we'll make the concession so that Ohio State gets in. And that's kind of where we're at. You're asking me, so, will money make a difference? Does when does money not make a difference? <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that's Absolutely what I'm saying. Will they be willing in this COVID year where everybody's lost revenue – uh, in terms of what their potential to make and earn in a typical year is, will they will they sacrifice and make that happen, uh, and, and be willing to get the money? Because if they don't, then you know um, it, it'll be interesting. And then you you take into if Alabama beats wins out and and takes in them somehow gets in the SEC, it looks like they would be rewarded for the way they manage their season because they could potentially get two players in, two teams in. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. All right, bud. All right. Come back on the other side. We'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show, and then we'll go into the fourth quarter with Scotty Hollins, Blueprint Ministries Executive Director, presented by Johnson & Marshall Dentistry, uh, Christian Moment of the Week uh, in the fourth quarter. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything's still looking pretty good on the roadways on this Wednesday morning. No active wrecks, traffic fairly light. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Take advantage of the holiday savings with extra rebates, incentives, and top dollar for your trade. Right now, at your hometown dealer, Towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their advisor. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership 
and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. I'm Martin Houston, and I really get excited during football season, but nothing excites me as much as the Christmas holiday season. On behalf of the Alabama One family and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please stop by one of our branch locations because we'll be open to serve you throughout the Christmas season. And don't forget, you can visit alabamaone.org. And once again, Merry Christmas from Alabama One, one together. Back into the Martin Houston show. It's a beautiful hump day edition of the show. Coming up on the in the fourth quarter, we will have our Scotty Hollins uh, catch up presented by De- Johnson and Marshall Dentistry. Christian moment uh, of the week presented by Johnson Marshall Dentistry with Scotty Hollins. But until then, let's get to Tom. Tom, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Morning, Martin. How are you? I'm doing well, and you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, uh, can I go back to the Sark uh, conversation? You, that struck a nerve with me. You can go to anything you want. Um, if Sark come up after everything's said and done this year, and uh, he has opportunities out there, can you read into the work that Alabama places on him going forward by how much they are willing to pay him to keep it. Would that tell us something about his future at Alabama? Well, I, I would tell you that uh, y- you could you could see how valuable they ha- they think he is at least um, as uh, a part of the program uh, and from an offensive standpoint. And you would be saying. To me, you would be saying that I don't think it's just talent. I think it's his ability. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think you would definitely read that into it. And then on the other side is if you keep him here longer, that increases the likelihood of someone who learns Alabama's culture, uh, learns the administration, is you know becomes more ingrained in the program. So the longer he stays – the longer it'll be, the harder it'll be for them to not consider him. So, yes, I would say you would be able to read something into what they're willing to do. Say for the other side of that, Tom, is if they don't ante up, that also could tell you something. I think so. And uh, let me ask this. Uh, you and Robert brought up money. And uh, I think one thing you look at now is uh, 
if you put a guy in that position at Alabama, Clemson, uh, and the big the big schools in the Power Five, can we make money? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does he generate yeah. the kind of income uh, besides football? You know, I think Coach Saban generates tons of money and uh, donations and other things. You know, and uh, uh, you got to do. You have to look at that as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, part of uh, <laughs> hate it, love it, or whatever. Part of how a head coach does on the field, how he interacts with the red elephant clubs of the world, how he interacts with, you know, the big money definitely impacts not just the athletic department, but it affects endowments. I don't know what they are, but I would be willing to say that there are a lot more endowments that have been set up um, since Nick Saban's been the coach than there was before. And I can tell you – Tom, I, I I joke about this, but I tell people uh, Mike Shula almost put the churches out of business in Tuscaloosa uh, <laughs> because because when we were losing on Saturday, people don't go to church and they don't <laughs> give. They don't <laughs> so, want anybody to see them. So you know, but uh, uh, Nick Saban has grown my church, man. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, that's you, hey, Tom, but, seriously, uh, you know why people go you – know, the joke is you know why people go to church on Sunday, right? Yeah, talk about football. Yeah, talk about what happened on Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For all of those who go to Harvest Church, I'm just kidding. I know y'all come because yeah, I, that, you have such I great pastor, I get, right? I get that as a joke. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to say this, too. Don't you think that uh, at Alabama, though, the head coach, and I think Coach Saban kind of showed everybody how to do it. Is uh, the relationship between the uh, the big donors at Alabama has always been interesting to me. I, I contend that there's the best group uh, of people financing uh, financing uh, the program. Uh, they're an outstanding group of people, very generous, and I think one of the re- main reasons. Uh, that that we're successful like we are is because of their generosity, and and, and the big, the way that they're able to mesh the big money with the common fan at Alabama, I think is uh, interesting to look at and think about. Uh, I would agree, Tom. I think that I you know especially under Nick Saban, he's done such a great job of managing. Uh, the influence and, and and he has established, I believe, key roles. He 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 emphasizes the fans and their importance. And that fan could have a five million dollar suite or a hundred dollar ticket. He emphasizes their importance at the game. He's emphasized yeah, the importance of the boosters to uh, support the program and and be be there and give where they can give and how they can give. He's emphasized to us as former players, hey, you guys play a role. He's emphasized to the administration. And he's kept everybody in the right spot, in the right place, and then we're all working together. Um, but uh, that that that's what the, the key is there. Hey, Tom, I appreciate it, yeah, man. That was yeah. some good Thank insight. You, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, 
Virgil Williams saying on uh, Sark, I'm not sure he's a head coach material. He still hasn't proven he can overcome injury to key players. He is unable to adjust game plan on the fly. That's just an observation from his time here at Bama and at Atlanta. Can't use Waddle going down as an improvement due to what he already had at that position contributing. Um, I I would say that uh, Sark's issue – Sark has already proven as far as a head coach that he can be successful. Uh, If you go back – and, Joe, you can chime in on this really quick before we get the break. I think you can go back to – uh, what he did at Washington and what he did at USC, it was his it was his alcohol drinking that got him in trouble there. And and uh, suppose that he has been working on that. I don't know the story there. That would be my only concern. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think that Coach Sarkeesian has uh, proved himself to be a successful head coach. I think that, uh, unfortunately, some of his demons got in his own way, and that's what set him back. But I think that uh, it seems, I hope, it seems like he's overcome those demons, and I I hope that he has, and I think that it's time for him to have another another shot at it. And, And that's the key is I don't know the answer to that question, Joe, but I can tell you that when he first came here the first time, I used to hear more stories. Now I hear that he's a recluse. <laughs> I don't know how true that is either. Uh, but, well, I'll tell you uh, what I know, Martin, from my personal experience working in the restaurants. The very first little time he may have been uh, that he was here, he, he he may have been out a little bit, not much, a little bit. Right. Uh, I've definitely seen other coaches more, uh, but right. uh, but as the as the time that he was in Tuscaloosa uh, was longer and longer, I saw him less and less and less, and. Uh, I'll tell you this: one of the nice, one one of the more kind coaches always came off across very humble, very thankful. Uh, so, so I, I think that Sark has really, really grown uh, in a lot of ways over the last five years. I agree. I think so. All right, let's get to break here. Coming back on the other side, we're going to have the Johnson and Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week with Scotty Hollins. Tide 100.9 traffic. Downs of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or problems on the roadways. We do have a report of a fire on the west side at Ormond Street. Watch out for emergency personnel on the scene. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. You don't have to wait to save money on a brand new Nissan. You can save today at Towns of Nissan with extra rebates, incentives, and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. COVID-19 is not only running through the general population, but also impacting government services. Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox says some 160 city employees have either tested positive or been exposed to the deadly virus. More than 1,800 Tuscaloosa County residents have tested positive over the last two weeks, prompting Northport Mayor Bobby Herndon to stress the importance of following social distance guidelines and obeying mask ordinances. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. 
Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you're telling that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. If you wear dentures or are missing one or more of your teeth, dental implant technology from doctors Carlson, Link, and Fairburn at University Oral and Facial Surgery PC can transform your smile and your life. Our breakthrough technique utilizes biocompatible titanium to permanently anchor custom replacement teeth and maintain bone structure. It's like a smile do-over, restoring the look, feel, and function of your natural teeth. Live without the limitations of dentures. Call 205-556-2323 today to find out more about our dental implant solutions or visit us at www.uofsdocs.com. Hello, I'm Martin Houston. And while I get really excited about football season, I love the holiday season even more. Merry Christmas from the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. You're back here with the Martin Houston Show. That's the catch up with Scotty Hollins, Johnson & Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week, where we're presenting uh, the champions of... Uh, a week in terms of character in the city school system. Scotty, good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. How you doing, sir? Hey, Martin, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Well, I'll toss it to you, man, and, and let you highlight some young people who are doing things the right way. Absolutely. Uh, our champions of character for the week are champions of character for the character quality of gratefulness. And so our definition for gratefulness is letting others know by my words and actions how they have encouraged my life, okay? Letting others know by my words and actions how they have encouraged my life. And here are our champions of character. Starting at Central High School, we got Darren Requina. Um, and then also at Central High School, we got Fernandel Britton. Um, at Westline Middle School, we have Kajori Mer- Merriweather. And then we have Lamoris Gaines. Um, and from Northridge High School, high school we have, and this is basketball, we have A.J. Hall. We have a cheerleader, um, and her name is Edie Walker. Uh, we have uh, Brianna Vickery. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Uh, head coach, probably. That might be his daughter. Uh, Northridge Middle School. And then we have Caleb Terrell. Um, and I, actually, I know his dad. Great guy. Great family. Uh, uh, we have from Bryan High School, Christian Connor. Uh, that's boys basketball. Amaya Wade is also uh, from Bryant High School with girls basketball. Finally, we have from Eastwood Middle School, girls basketball, Faith Bonner, and another basketball athlete, we have Jada Archibald. So I I wanted to uh, just focus a little bit on, as we always do, briefly, what does the Bible have to say about gratefulness? And and honestly, I, I wanted to give us something that we have to be grateful for. And, and for the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking about um, kind of doing Advent kind of messages. And so I won't go that direction this morning. I, I, one passage that was really encouraging to me this this week, Martin, was uh, Psalms 93. As I was just doing my morning devotion. And it, it, what it does is it, it, it introduces kind of, it starts the passage off talking about how awesome God is, um, how big God is. And then right there in the middle, it, it, it introduces some adversity. But at the end, um, it talks about that God is bigger than the adversity. And I think that's a great formula for us to understand. We need to start our morning off um, 
thinking about who God is, spending time in his word. Here's the challenge, guys. Every morning, wake up, and in your daily devotion, well, one, I want to challenge you to commit to a daily devotion and try to do that daily devotion, spending time looking at some scriptures. You can read a psalm. You can read a proverb. You can read a devotional book. Open the Bible or, or, or open something that will point you to the scriptures and spend time meditating on who God is. Here's the challenge. My encouragement is for you to spend time meditating on God's word, um, um, drinking deeply of his scriptures until you stand in awe of him. Now, it shouldn't take long because he's awesome. But I want you to really think about how awesome he is because the reality is you're going to face different things throughout that day, the adversities, uh, people, um, and circumstances who, who may actually be bigger than you physically uh, and in other ways. They may be bigger than you. They may have more power than you. But one thing you will not face throughout that day is, is anyone or any circumstance that is bigger than God. This passage, uh, and, I, and I guess for the sake of time, I won't even get into it. You read Psalms 93 today, um, and I want you to be encouraged. Let God's word and, and, and let God's character, let God's attributes be the lens through which you see every adversity you face throughout that day. And guess what? Um, at the end, he says, look, the adversity was the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods have lifted up their ways. And here's, here's how he settled himself, because he stood in awe of God and not the floods. He says, the Lord, is on high, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. But not just, high, not just um, mightier than the noise, but he's mightier than the waves of the sea. God is bigger than anything you'll face today. He's bigger than anyone you'll face today. And, and I pray and I'm, I'm prayerful and encouraging you guys to spend time thinking about how big he is. So that when you face those um, different adversities, you will be grateful for the fact that you serve an awesome God. Hey, Scotty, I tell you real quick on when I had COVID, um, the only time I felt really worth anything was when I would go outside and feel the sun. Um, mm. And it was, I would feel really good. And one day I went out and the, and it was cloudy and the sun wasn't out. And I said, oh, man, the sun's not out. And God said, <laughs> the sun is always out. It, there has not been a day on the earth that the sun wow. has not risen and did what it was supposed to do. And then mm. all of a sudden there was a little small break in the clouds and I could see the sun, like the sunlight beaming from behind the clouds. He said, and it's the same way in your life. I'm always there, even wow. above the clouds. Let's get out That's of here, great. man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Tell us where I can, where we can find you. Yeah, yeah. You can go to www.blueprinttuscaloosa.com. You can send me a message there and come straight to my email. All right. That's Scotty Hollins, Blueprint Ministries Executive Director, presented by Johnson & Marshall Dentistry. Remember this. This is the Martin Houston Show, and we will remind you each and every day to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide. <laughs>